Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Finding Dad Bod, where my dad, Coach Alex Van Houten, plus his 14 years of experience to work for you. You should listen to him. He's pretty beast mode. Who knows who we could be if we could become 1% better every single day. What's up, guys? This is Alex Van Houten with Defining Dad Bod. I hope you're doing super well. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 37 of Defining Dad Bod, where we're talking about essential oils to boost the brain and heal the body. This episode has been brought to you by our Better Daily group. Work hard to achieve your 1% better every single day, but don't do it alone. We have an amazing virtual community that runs in an app in the Apple Store or Google Play Store, and we'd love to see you in there. Go to definingdadbod.com slash betterdaily to get your screen time working for you rather than against you. That's definingdadbot.com slash betterdaily. I'm really excited about our conversation today with Ms. Jody Sternhoff, author of the new book, Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. We have a fascinating conversation about the power of essential oils to activate the body in powerful ways to aid in sleep, recovery, exercise performance, depression and anxiety, and more. And while getting solid information about essential oils is very difficult, especially with regard to research, I know I appreciated Jody's extensive and unique background, as well as her superhero origin story. And so I know you'll get a lot out of this conversation today. Before we get there, here's your food for thought. My food for thought for you today comes from Gabriel's third soccer game. Gabriel's five and a half. And in our community, five and a half year olds get to play soccer in the spring. It's a lot of fun. I was missing something in my life and I didn't realize that it was watching a bunch of young kids bump into each other as they chased a soccer ball around the field for 30 minutes. The only rules are, no hands, and don't kick it into your opponent's goal. Gabriel's a particularly competitive little dude, and he's particularly athletic. Side note, fun fact, he actually gets his athlete genes from his mom, because according to 23andMe, I just don't have them. But don't worry, that's never stopped me. He's running up and down the field, kicking the ball, sprinting after it as fast as he can, and every time he scores a goal, he gets a big, proud smile on his face. He's got a few fans in the stands, but over the past three weeks, he's accumulated some fans who aren't related to him. Makes him feel pretty good. Every time he runs by me on the field, he tells me how many points he's made. Dad, seven points. Dad, eight goals today. And while I'm really proud of him for playing hard, focusing, doing his best, I high-five him for the achievements that he thinks are extremely important. But what I tell him is not that I'm proud of the points he scored, but that I'm proud of the way he played, how hard he worked, how well he focused. 
how good he was to his teammates, and how sportsmanlike he is when the other team scores a point. You see, it's not important to me whether or not Gabriel scores a whole bunch of points. First of all, he's five. Second of all, we don't play games like soccer to score points. Sure, in the immediate, but the long-term goal is to be invited to all the games, to play with our friends, to do something that's enjoyable, that other people want to be a part of, so that it gets better and better over time, and so that it never ends. That's why we say to our kids, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. It matters how you play the game. For me, being familiar with the developmental literature, it's important to me that my son hears, good job, good work, keep it up, keep trying, be a good sport, be a good teammate, and don't stop improving. What does this have to do with you? Well, my food for thought for you today is this. There are many times in the work that I've done with clients that they get so fixated on the points that they're scoring that they lose focus on the hard work, the effort, and the overall point of the game they're playing. When that happens, they look at the scale and go, oh man, I haven't lost any weight in the last week. Or why couldn't I deadlift any more this week than last week? You see, the points scored in a soccer game are a really short-term thing when you think about all the soccer games you're going to play in life and how they add to your life and whether or not you enjoy them. Similarly, if you didn't lose any weight this week, but you showed up for your workouts, you ate well, you felt better, you slept good, you showed up well for your kids, your family, and your community, then whatever weight you showed up this week was a good weight. And if it needs to keep dropping, it will if you keep that up. In the psychological literature, this is called a growth mindset. Focus, support, and encouragement around the continual energy and process of betterment, rather than a focus on minute episodes of achievement. Studies show again and again that short-term positive feelings are increased when people are congratulated about their wins, but long-term progress in terms of learning, growth, and yes, even weight loss, is improved when consistency and discipline are the focal points for support and encouragement. Have you been putting your focus in the right place with regard to your health and fitness journey? Could you do a better job of recognizing the hard work, the good attitude, and the enjoyment of the journey rather than on the point scored? Take a moment to shift your focus. You're doing a good job. You need to keep up the good work. And if you fall down, pick yourself back up. That's something worth getting a high five for. I'd love to hear where you're at. Shoot me a message at CoachAl at DefiningDadBod.com. That's your food for thought today. I hope it gives you something to munch on. Now, let's get to my conversation with Jody Cohen on essential oils to boost the brain and heal the body. What's up, guys? This is Alex Van Houten with Defining Dad Bod. I hope you're doing super well. I am joined by Miss Jody Cohen hanging out in Seattle. There's a lot of smoke your way, lady. How are you doing today? You know, it's pretty crazy, but actually oils, cypress oil is amazing for enhancing lungs. And um, I'm really learning. You never know until something hits you how well oils can support you. Man, this lady, she's she's like dripping oil. I'm just kidding. You don't like <laughs> oily. But <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited about this conversation today, though, because uh, when you reached out and you were like, hey, we, we've got uh, a, an awesome online resource to help people to get connected to what essential oils can do for them and their bodies. I have spoken about essential oils on the show, but I've not had a, an expert come on and be able to talk about the ways that these can help people. And you have extensive experience. You've helped over 50,000 people with uh, brain health, with uh, immunological issues that they've helped to, right, I'm going to say this all wrong, but we're working with oils to enhance 
enhance the well-being of people. And it's really powerful stuff. I know for myself personally, and I want to have you share your superhero origin story in a moment, but I was introduced to essential oils about 10 years ago in the health and fitness world in two ways, actually. We were at a powerlifting meet and this guy was about to lift this huge weight, like bigger than I could, like three of me, like he's about to lift ah. me, right, off the ground. But he gets down, he grabs the bar and just before he lifts, he's like got this like man face on. He's like, Argh! and his coach comes over with like, I don't know, some like magic dust on his fingers and shoves it in his face and he goes... And they go, ah, and then, you know, lifts the bar. I'm like, what in the world was that? And, you know, come to find it, it was, it was smelling salts for the ammonia hitting the brain, which actually apparently triggers an intense adrenaline response for about three seconds, which I don't recommend, by the way, listeners, if you're trying to hit your one rep max on the regular, let's not use the smelling salts just yet. There's a lot more to it than that. Actually, I was like, what is that? So can, you know, smelling things improve your performance? And so I, I found an interesting study again about 10 years ago where they showed that one drop of peppermint essential oil on the tongue could actually improve performance for an hour. And it was significant improvement, like improve your mile time, improve your three rep max, improve your jump. Um, and then also to improve how well you reported the workout made you feel as opposed to like, I'm dying. It's like, I got my peppermint oil. I'm like a Superman. So anyway, that was my initial experience. And, and since then, I've had a lot of fun, I would say playing with it. I'm, I'm not nearly as well versed as you are in there playing with it. But it's so good to have you on. I want to hear how you got to doing what you're doing as somebody who's traveling around making wellness speeches and teaching courses on how to use essential oils to enhance lives, uh, helping clients through this sort of therapy. So can you talk through how you got to what you're doing and uh, what you love about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And before I jump into that, I just want to say the reason peppermint oil works so well is because it dilates your veins. So all of a sudden more oxygen can get to your brain and to your body. And so your performance is improved. Mm. So just in case people were wondering, why would that work? Yeah, the physiological mechanism is extremely important. That's something we're just starting to catch up to scientifically. Yes, yes. So my background, I was, you know, your typical MBA marketing girl, had my first child who was super easy, thought I was this great parent. And then along came number two, who was so ADD and nonstop. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is what everyone was talking about. What do I do? So I took every parenting class I could find. You know, I knew all, all the uh-oh songs and nothing really seemed to help. And one day, uh, a big group of us went to the zoo. It was someone's birthday. And a good friend of mine was observing my son, Max, and saying, oh my gosh, look at how well behaved he is. And I thought, oh, yay, I'm a good mom. And then another mom passed out like Ritz crackers and suddenly he Jekyll Hyde and ran off. And she said, wow, you know, my brother was on Ritalin his whole life and it turned out he was just allergic to weird foods. You should take him to a nutritionist. And I thought, I can do that. I've done everything else. And our big cue with him used to be to kind of point at our nose and say, look at my nose. And, you know, my little three-year-old could never quite focus. We went to the nutritional practitioner. They said, take him off corn, soy, and dairy. We did immediately. The next day we cued him, look at my nose, touching our nose. All of a sudden he gave us his full attention. And I thought, this is bananas. You know, I've been trying everything and it's food. So I am a lifelong learner. I delved full in. I went back and got a degree in nutrition, was helping other moms with kids like mine. Mm. And then my first bottom fell out. My um, husband at the time 
uh, suffered from very severe depression and actually needed to be hospitalized and, and put in an inpatient residential treatment facility. And we'd been together for 10 years at that point, and about seven of them were me, you know, really walking on eggshells and, and really trying to make sure he was safe and alive. And the minute I knew he was okay and it wasn't my job to keep him safe, uh, my bottom fell out. I think I had been overusing my adrenal glands for far too long, deficit mm. spending on my energy reserves, and I tapped out. And my kids were five and seven at the time, and all I could really manage to do, I had a job, high-powered job, but I could um, get them you know, fed, pack their lunches, take them to school, and then I would come home and literally crawl under the covers, set the alarm for when I needed to pick them up, which clearly wasn't sustainable as a single parent. And everything I tried moved the needle a little bit, but not enough. I knew all the right foods to eat. I knew the right supplements, but it didn't seem to make a difference. And a friend who was particularly concerned about me and knew a lot about essential oils brought over a big box and said, these are going to help you. And I had been helping other people for long enough that I knew how to assess remedies. And so I used my own assessment technique and realized that there were five oils that could help my adrenals. And that confused me at the time because I was used to just, you know, recommending one, maybe two supplements. And then it occurred to me that I could combine them. And so I tested each remedy, made my first blend. I was new to oils. I did it in a shot glass in my kitchen, applied it <laughs> over an hour, right? over my low back, which is where the adrenals are. And I felt like myself. I am a lifelong runner. Running was always what kind of pulled me out of any mood, but I just had no energy to run. And suddenly I thought, oh my God, I could go running. And I went running and it was fabulous. And I came home and I was like, I can clean the house. I can do the laundry. I can go to the supermarket. I got more done in that day than I had in the previous month. And it was, it was kind of exceptional. And that night, you know, you get your kids to bed and then you sit there wishing for sleep, praying for sleep, not getting sleep. Hmm. And it occurred to me, you know, because I know a lot about my physiology is like, all right, what can I do to trigger the part of your brain, your pineal gland that releases your sleep hormone melatonin to work? And I thought, well, maybe an oil will do this. And so I made my second blend and I just kept, it's almost like, um, you know, having this, gosh, I wish I had this. And suddenly you realize I can make that. Yeah. And I just kept making up remedies to kind of help my body get back into balance. And I got back to myself pretty quickly. And my friends all wanted to know, okay, what did you do? Like, we want to try it. And it seemed to work on everyone. And then a friend said, there's a, a conference coming up. You should go. You should be a vendor. It was super affordable. It was like maybe $200. And I thought, well, gosh, someone, someone has to be doing this. Like, it seems so obvious. So I started researching and realized no one's doing it this way. And the other thing that surprised me is that the way essential oils were presented felt so incredibly complicated that if I had had the mental capacity to actually research first, I would have felt unqualified and I never would have done it. Mm. So that's really how I got into this was just just, you know, realizing I could help people. And if there's something I can do to make someone's life easier, why not? So I just started putting things out and people started finding me through Dr. Google and, and buying them. And then I'd, I'd notice certain patterns and think, gosh, I wonder why that works. And so I'd reverse engineer, I'd go and look and realize, oh, of course, this oil, you know, of course, peppermint works 
to improve performance because if you can get more oxygen into your brain, then you can actually work better, you know? 100%. And I appreciate that superhero origin story. So you went from being a, a vendor of your own personal blends and going, gee, like, why are there not more people in the space to where you are now? And, and what would you say you're doing now? Because I know there's quite a gap between where you started and, you know, releasing your own book on a subject and, and having a company that does this sort of thing. So uh, what was that interim like? So um, I've worn a lot of hats. My original uh, undergraduate degree was actually in journalism and I worked as a journalist for a while. And so the kids were little, they were five and seven. I launched this company. I thought I was launching two practitioners, but a lot of uh, really smart, chronically ill people were finding me. And every week I just committed to write a blog because it was fun for me. I get to research like, what is this issue? What is causing it? And at the time, I, um, I'd always kind of looked at the root causes of things, you know, which can range from uh, your ability to digest food, your ability to manage stress, your blood sugar, your circulation, um, your inflammation in your body. So I was always looking through the lens of the underlying root cause and what organ systems are involved. For So for example, one of the biggest problems that kind of leads to compromised immunity and, um, you know, health problems is, you know, garbage in, garbage out. We have so many toxins that we aren't eliminating because in the whole process, there are a lot of bottlenecks, right? To get Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Something out of your system, it has to go from your cell into your lymphatic system, which flows into your bloodstream which then takes it to your liver, which kind of uh, processes it so it can be um, eliminated either through um, your gut or your kidneys as urine or feces. And then it goes to the gallbladder, the gut, and ideally to the toilet. But at any point in that system, that kind of elimination process, it can get stuck like a bottleneck. And just like if there's a car accident a mile up, it can back up the traffic. And so then those toxins don't leave. Your immune system's like, gosh, this doesn't belong here. So it's reacting, it's causing inflammation. And oils are, are really interesting. You know, they can help move they move fluid in the plant. That's how, you know, water gets from the ground and the roots up to the leaves that can be hundreds of feet in the air. It helps move things in our body. And so I was constantly looking at what, given any situation, what's the underlying root cause and how do I use oils to balance those different organ systems to kind of unravel the bottleneck? And I would just post blogs and people would find me. And at a certain point, I hired other people to help me. Um, I wrote my first book because I got tired of telling people the same thing over and over. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to speak at a conference and people really heard me. And it, for some reason, you know, oils sadly get kind of relegated into this weird, you know, witchcraft, woohoo, snake oil category, because people don't realize that it's not like um, all of these drugs were just discovered in a laboratory. They basically took plants like white willow bark became aspirin and reverse engineered what's actually working in nature that we can then trademark because you can't trademark a natural substance and make money from. Mm. So plants 
have always been kind of the healing mechanism. And um, what oils are is they're just the really concentrated essence of that plant. So a little bit like, um, you know, that time of your month when your wife gets really, really cranky and they might take like seven Advil, you know, they're not taking seven Advil every day. They just need a mega dose for that, you know, two or three day window. And then they kind of reboot and return to themselves. Oils are a really good tool. They're, they're really concentrated medicine. And so when a part of your body gets out of alignment, it's a really good way to just kind of push it back, you know, mm. so that all of a sudden things flow smoothly. Well said, kind of like a naturally occurring pharmacology. Um, so uh, one of the things that I want to, you know, put in context for our listeners, and then we can talk about some of the mechanisms here, because you are particularly, uh, you're particularly passionate about the, the vagus nerve and being able to uh, work with that in terms of oils. And I think that'll be very relevant and helpful to our listeners here. But uh, one of the things that I talk about frequently with regard to our microbiome, which is the bugs in our gut and, and whatnot, is how plant polysaccharides and polyphenols are feeding the, the microbiota in our gut and, and kind of helping the good guys win, you know, and it sends signals yes. to the body that allows, allows them to do their job a little better on the inside of us. And what's interesting is essential oils basically fall into a similar category. Not that they're speaking specifically to the microbiome, but the compounds in oils can speak directly to our brains through our olfactory system. And I, I want, please correct me if I say something stupid here, but as I understand it, our, our olfactory system, that's when you smell, if everybody takes a deep breath, they, they smell all of the all of the flavonoids in the air, right? Uh, grandma's cookies, can I get an amen? Um, and and it, it's actually directly connected to your emotional centers in your brain, your limbic system, and, and also several other nervous system components. And that's why when you smell something, you are immediately transported to memories of those smells that you've had prior. And the polyphenols, the actual oils themselves that make up those, those compounds, those flavonoids from certain plants can have a profound effect on that system. And it can also have a profound effect on, on different areas. I'm familiar with uh, ginger helping to not only stimulate uh, peristalsis, which is, you know, the digestive tract moving through, but I'm also familiar with ginger helping with uh, gastric emptying, meaning like if you're somebody who, you know, gets a lot of acid reflux, for instance, and your stomach's not emptying into your large intestine, ginger oil can actually be really helpful with that. Uh, and that's not acting on your olfactory system necessarily, but it is something that's naturally stimulating the body to do something that uh, you could take a medication for, but they've just you know, worked really hard to figure out how ginger does its job and make a compound that does something similar, right? So uh, if, if you wouldn't mind for me, could you take uh, me and the listeners through some of the pathways that oils affect us and then, you know, help us to understand what this vagus nerve thing is and why it matters? Yeah, you you made a lot of great points that I'd love to unpack. Yeah, in please. fact, in my book, I kind of do talk about flavonoids and how um, they've noticed flavonoids in essential oils. So I'm going to go in this order. I'm going to talk about kind of olfactory okay. and then um, the skin, the topical channel, and then actually the digestive channel. And the vagus nerve does connect the brain to the gut. Perfect. So what you were talking about when you eat a variety of plants and, and flavonoids, it's not only the fiber, but it's actually the chemicals in the plants that turn on the good bugs in the gut that then help connect um, from the gut 
up to the brain, the vagus nerve. Mm. So for the olfactory channel, it's really interesting because what we're really trying to do is get the good things into our body, right? And get the bad things out. And the main ways that we do that is through our digestive system. But that relies on, to your point, you, you know, the stomach acid, the pH in your body needs to be the right temperature to really... Um, break down your nutrients and make sure that they're assimilated properly. And then um, on the way out, the liver is trying to pull out anything that could be poisonous or, or damaging. And so you have these kind of obstacles to getting things through um, your gut and, and absorbed into your bloodstream so it can actually benefit your body. The olfactory channel, smelling things through your nose, is the fastest way into your body. And scent has, the reason that scent goes directly to the limbic system in your brain, the amygdala, is because it keeps us safe. Our main job is to survive, right? So the sense of smell was actually a safety measure. You could smell food and water if you needed it, or you could smell fire or predator odor to actually keep yourself safe. So that's the fastest way to get messages into your amygdala, which almost is your automatic reaction. Like the way it's described, if you're walking in the woods and you think you see a snake, you will jump back before you even register that it's a snake. That's your amygdala. And then it checks with kind of the executive function part of your brain, your prefrontal cortex, and says, wait a minute, is this a snake or is it a stick? And then you realize, oh, it's a stick, I'm good. I don't need to have a reaction. But smell, um, there's a researcher actually out of Seattle, her name is Linda Buck, and she was looking at kind of the pathway of um, odor receptors in the um, nose. She realized there are specific predator odor receptors that kind of turn on that fear response. And then she took it one step further and said, what could turn this off? And it turns out it's the smell of roses. So stopping to smell the roses actually is turning off those fear signals. So it really calms you down. So rose essential oil is really great for managing anxiety and fear. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you smell something and, you know, your nose cell is actually brain cells. It goes directly into your brain, but it kind of sets off this uh, signaling cascade. It's a chemical signal that goes from the molecules to the brain, sends a signal that can either stimulate or or sedate you, and then your body interacts from there. Um, topical application, putting something on your body is a really fast way to get into the bloodstream, especially if you think about like the common points where you put perfume, like your wrists or behind your ears. Those are areas of high blood flow. And so it gets into your skin even faster. You know, if you take a hot bath or you exercise, you're improving blood flow and then use oils, that's going to amplify how quickly it gets into your system. But there's a lot of research that it can get into your bloodstream within five minutes. And especially, um, you know, if you're using any reflex points or acupuncture points, there are certain, uh, like for concentration, actually, you know, these um, points on your temples, kind of on the sides of your head, those are really good reflex points for helping you to focus and concentrate. So say you need to pay attention or you're trying to get your child to focus on their homework before dinner. Um, peppermint, it, it can feel hot. So you would definitely want to um, dilute it, cut it with another oil. Like it could be a cooking oil, coconut oil, olive oil, but just putting it on the temples or smelling it really helps enhance um, concentration because it's basically causing blood flow to go to that part of the brain. And that's the part of the brain that helps you concentrate. So those are kind of, and, and then some people ingest oils. I That's not my preferred method. But getting to the vagus nerve, the vagus nerve is cranial nerve number 10. 
and it's involved with your autonomic nervous system, which is basically all of your automatic functions that you don't need to think about, like breathing, having your heartbeat, digesting, um, detoxifying. It's involved in your immune function and your ability to anti-inflame. And it's kind of the key information highway that runs between your brain and the rest of your body. And it, it runs both ways. So it's your brain sending messages down through your body and then your gut, you know, if you think about almost all of our input goes through our mouth, our nose, our eyes, our ears, and that all kind of drains into the gut. That's why the immune system lives in the gut. It's kind of the first line of defense. Well, the skin is the first line of defense, but the internal barrier where it's like, is this a good guy? Is this a bad guy? Does this get into the bloodstream? Does the immune system then react to it? Mm. So the vagus nerve is very involved in that uh, mechanism. And, and just so you understand kind of from an anatomy perspective, it starts at the base of the brain, the very back of the neck, and then it splits and divides. It goes along both sides of the neck and it wraps right behind the earlobe. Like if you were to put your finger behind your earlobe and feel that bone, that's your mastoid bone. That's where it's actually the most accessible to the surface. And then it kind of winds through um, your facial muscles, your larynx, your lungs, your heart, every organ of digestion, every organ of detoxification. And what's important about this is that it's sending signals both ways. And if you think about like a highway, right? You, there's traffic that goes both ways, but if suddenly there's a car that's jackknifed in the middle, no traffic is flowing. So if that signaling gets messed up at any point, all of a sudden you have these crazy symptoms, right? Like digestive dysfunction. In fact, any kind of constipation or digestive dysfunction is really an early signal that your vagus nerve just isn't firing. It can make you feel anxious, can make you feel depressed. If, it, if there's congestion in the neck, it can lead to symptoms like tinnitus or vertigo. Um, it can be the root cause of all inflammatory diseases. It can complicate your sleep, your ability to detoxify. It's kind of the lowest hanging fruit. Like if something is not quite working, that's often lying at the root cause, but no one thinks to look there, you know, because we've been trained to kind of chase symptoms. But if you're really looking for the foundational underlying issue that is the root of most disease, it's often that your vagus nerve just isn't working which we don't even know to think about. But here's the good news. There, there are really, really easy ways to get back online. And it's anything that engages any of the organs that it innervates. So all of the deep breathing exercises, you know, especially those that have longer exhales, like that box breathing technique, you inhale for four seconds, you hold, sorry, for four, four seconds, you exhale for eight seconds, you pause. That's great. Um, anything like cold water, you know, cold water actually stimulates blood flow because it makes the veins constrict and then the warm blood goes there to dilate it. So that splashing that on the face, on the neck can activate it. Um, gargling, social connection, meditation, or you can use essential oils kind of on that point that I talked about that point right behind your earlobe on the mastoid bone. And what I found is that a combination of stimulatory oils, I like clove combined with lime, and it's 25% clove, 75% lime, and then dilute. Lime has really small molecules. Clove is amazing in so many ways. It's super high in this constituent eugenol, which is good for a number of reasons. So it stimulates this vagus nerve to activate the parasympathetic state of the nervous system. And I, I should land there for a minute. Um, your body has kind of two gears, like a car, right? It's got the gas pedal, which is if there's a danger and you might die, 
your body kicks into high gear to keep you alive. The blood flows to your arms and legs so you can escape. Your pupils dilate, which means the black part gets really big. So you can see how to escape. You can either fight or you can fight or you can freeze, play dead, you know, so that the tiger thinks you're dead and moves on. That's really great for keeping you alive. That's not really great for day-to-day survival. So the break is parasympathetic state of your nervous system. And that's when the blood flows back to your gut so that you can absorb your nutrients and heal to your organs of detoxification so you can eliminate toxins. It turns on your ability to, inflammation is complicated because in the short term, being in that uh, survival adrenalized state actually stops inflammation because if you twist your ankle and you can't run, you're going to die. But over the long term, it has the opposite effect. It kind of allows inflammation to run rampant. It turns off your immune system so that you have all these bugs that are kind of growing in your body under the surface. So basically what I found, and this is what I talk about in the book, is oils are a really good tool to use for a number of reasons because they're able to access very specific parts of the body and perform very specific functions. Like um, your brain is protected by what's called your blood-brain barrier. And it only allows super, super small fat-soluble molecules to get through. This is one reason that essential fatty acids are fabulous brain food, because they're the right size. They're small and they're fat-soluble, so they actually get through the door and can help you, whereas other remedies cannot. Like, you actually can't do chemo in the brain because the molecules can't get through. So oils are this fabulous tool because they actually go through into the brain and then can help to activate the vagus nerve, uh, calm inflammation, um, support uh, when you're sleeping, like housekeeping waves and things like that. So you have said quite a bit that I want to make sure that I highlight for the listeners here. First, you were talking about the different gears of the body, and we've broken that down on the show a few different times. I like to say that the parasympathetic nervous system is your rest and recovery so that for the long haul, you can keep, you know, surviving and having kids and all that good stuff, right? Uh, but then the, the sympathetic nervous system is the, is the survival mechanism. If you don't make it in the short term, then the long term doesn't matter, right? So we say we don't need to digest our food. We don't need to be aroused to make babies. We don't need to grow fingernails and hair if the lion's going to eat. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes. And so the sympathetic nervous system is where many people in today's world live. It's, it's dopaminergic. It's, it's, the, it's the buzz on your phone. It's the email you got from your boss. It's the sitting in traffic thing. Uh, and, and those things tend to, you know, they seem like lions to our body now, since we're not running from lions regularly, right? And so for many people, the ability to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, that rest, that long-term recovery, the digestive function, those sorts of things, it's lost on a lot of people. It's, it's like a lost art or lost skill. And, and if only there was a pill for that, wink, wink. Um, and, and so what, what you're describing is something I, I hope to get into, especially when we talk about sleep in a bit, is being able to activate the parasympathetic nervous system at will. Which is, which is something, you know, Tibetan monks have been doing for thousands of years, but, you know, the modern day person 
may or may not have 30 years to devote to a meditative practice to get there, right? And, and then, you know, screaming kids notwithstanding and emails from your boss as well, right? So that also said, you mentioned a, a mixture I'd like to just talk a little bit about because when you said, hey, a stimulating thing, like, I was like, oh, what do you got? Because I'm yeah. you know, a high energy, hyper individual who loves this sort of thing. But the clove and lime mixture, I think that's a lot of fun. I haven't heard combining the two and connecting that to the parasympathetic nervous system. There's got to be a story there. Uh, how'd you come up with that? Oh, yeah. So I um, I am also a highly adrenalized person who really yoga was kind of the only thing that I found that slowed my mind down, and especially when the kids were so little and you didn't even, I mean, you, you couldn't even go to the bathroom and get a break. And so I started hiring a babysitter to go to yoga at least twice a week for my own sanity. And I kept, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and I was fortunate. There's a, an amazing studio here uh, in Seattle called Hot Yoga Queen Anne. And the instructor was obsessed with the vagus nerve and the parasympathetic state. And she kept talking about like, that was what yoga is really doing and why you're really able to delve into calm. And so I became slightly obsessed with the vagus nerve and how do you activate the vagus nerve. And so when I was going through my initial like discovery experience with oils of, oh, I wonder what else I could do. I originally thought like, oh, you're trying to calm the nervous system. You're trying to relax the vagus nerve. So I was playing with all these uh, sedentary oils, you know, like chamomile and lavender, and it wasn't working. And then I think I heard something. I was I was reading a Mark Hyman book and it said something about like stimulating or activating. And I'm like, hmm, why don't I try an activating oil? You know, clove is super, there are a lot of really stimulatory oils. Um, and, and one of the things I liked about clove, I'm going to talk about vagus nerve toxicity in a second, but what I was reading a lot about how, um, you know, the neck is kind of the bottleneck in the body, right? If you think about it, we've got uh, structure like bones, we have lymph, we have the vagus nerve, we have musculature, we have blood vessels, we have all these things going on in kind of this tight space. And if one gets kind of inflamed, it's a little bit like sitting next to a super obese person on the airplane, like good luck getting the armrest. It just kind of compresses, yeah, <laughs> the other pieces. And so helping with drainage and basically anything you can do to make sure that um, there's flow in the neck channel. But uh, one of the reasons that things get congested is that we have all these toxins in our mouth, you know, including potentially amalgams and fillings and cavitations. And that drains along the jawline on your trigeminal nerve and kind of intersects the vagus nerve. So it becomes a bottleneck. So these toxins are trying to leave your jaw and leave your body. And suddenly they start getting um, uptaken by the vagus nerve and cause inflammation. Well, clove had been used in dentistry throughout the years to help clean the mouth and detoxify the mouth. It was an intuitive hit, but then it was this interesting, like, I wonder if I can do that. But um, I wanted to make the molecules really small so they could get through the skin. So I just started playing with different things. And once I kind of nailed the right combination of clove and lime, it was like, boom, it was like a Valium. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I feel like when I'm in Shavasana. Like, I love this. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I appreciate that story. That's great. And for those who don't know Shavasana, Shavasana is the corpse pose. It's where you get to lay down at the end of your practice and try not to fall asleep if you've done a great job. Yeah, but it's like a runner's high, you know, You've been doing, I like hot um, vinyasa flow. So you're moving, you're sweating, and then suddenly it's like, oh, you know. Yeah. So actually what you're describing there, just so the listeners understand, 
exercise is, is one of the ways that you can force a parasympathetic response. So if you've worked yourself very hard, the natural response of the body to an intense stressor is to immediately relax, right? And I've, I've spoken about this before on the show when I've talked about uh, your recovery window, that sort of thing. But that, ah, that like sigh at the end, you know, it yes. finish a long run, you finish a good weightlifting session, you finish some yoga, if you if you like to cycle, that sort of thing, you, you do something intense, and then there's that rest or respite at the end. And that is as you said pretty aptly, it's not actually the relaxation of the nervous system. It's the stimulation of the parasympathetic response of the nervous system. And so it sounds to me like you've unlocked a nice little nice little life hack right there, a little biohack to stimulate the vagus nerve with oil. So thanks for sharing that with us. Clove and lime. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> yes. I'll send you a sample. Oh, wonderful. Please do. Yeah. I'll send you my address. So I did want to get into essential oils in the brain. We've kind of been talking about it specifically through the vagus nerve, but one of your passions and one of the things that you've been working with specifically with people is I I don't want to, I want to preface everything we're about to say here with, with neither myself nor Jody are doctors. We're not working to, to treat medical issues with a medical diagnosis or prescription here, but many people who are claiming a brain disorder or a mental health disorder, there is clinical depression there's clinical anxiety, there's clinical ADHD there that have been treated pharmacologically. But then there's some people would say, you know what, I'm just going through a really hard time. I'm worn out. I'm not quite clinically depressed. I don't need to be treated in, in these ways, but I know something's not right. I don't feel like myself. It's like I'm walking through a cloud all the time, or I'm overly anxious compared to how I, I know myself to be or how I normally be, right? And I don't need to be prescribed a barbiturate. I just need to take the edge off, right? And some people self-medicate with, I don't know, alcohol, marijuana, too much sleep. There's all kinds of things, right? But that said, you have a particular passion for helping when people are in that space And I would love to talk through that with you. Uh, What kind of things have you seen in the past and what kind of things are you particularly passionate about helping people with and and how did you get there? Yeah. So um, to answer your first question, you know, I I work with a lot of clinicians. I have about 10,000 clinicians who are using oils and we're always looking for like um, constellations of symptoms and patterns. And one friend actually said it really well. She was like, you know, people come in with all these diagnoses and they're just data points. Because what it really is, is there are a group of imbalances that once you kind of heal that imbalance, it just, the symptoms go away. And that's what I really try to get into in the book, which is balancing the nervous system, the vagus nerve, which we talked about, balancing sleep, making sure that the, um, you know, there's flow. So the good things like oxygen can get in, the bad things like um, toxins can get out, making sure that your immune system is turned on and working with you. And then just making sure that you have the energy to heal Um, and then addressing and and oils are very well suited for those five core issues Um, to kind of address your other points. So, um, you know, I, I'm the mother of two, my daughter is 16 and my son was killed in a car accident two years ago. I'm very sorry. Uh, He was going, it was August 27th, 2018. And they were kind of going on a, um, a road trip, you know, they're going to go whitewater rafting before starting seventh grade and they never made it to their destination. And it, um, two, two of his other friends passed away as well. And it was, uh, horrific. And, um, yet, you know, I knew, uh, there's a lot of research that trauma in childhood basically activates the, um, sympathetic nervous system and then leads to health issues as an adult. 
And yet I, I have done enough research on that, that I knew that if you had one stable parent in your life, um, you were going to be okay. And, and sadly, my son's father was the driver and wasn't really in a position to be that strong person. So I decided that I needed to find a way to kind of um, be that person for my daughter. And what that meant was, no matter what was going on externally, and there, there was a lot to deal with that I would never have, you know, it wasn't on my bucket list. I, I wouldn't have signed up mm. for that. But I quickly realized um, there's a Holocaust survivor, Victor Frankel, that I had always been impressed, you know, with how he navigated the Holocaust. And his kind of famous quote is, between the stimulus and the response, there is a pause. And what that meant to me is that you have no control over the external circumstances that you may not sign up for, but you have complete control over how you choose to respond. And when you're in that fight or flight survival back against the wall, state, one of the things that happens is your ability to see options kind of shuts down because you only, to stay alive, you really only need to see that next best choice. And so I knew that I needed to get myself into the parasympathetic state because every day there would be crazy fires that I would have to put out. And if I was reacting from that kind of overwhelmed, stressed, you know, anxiety place, I never made good choices. So I needed to find a way. And, and for me, it was this parasympathetic blend. I mean, I tell people to apply it three times a day before meals. There were, there were days when I probably applied it every 20 minutes. Um, and I, I'm going to share an, another application strategy that was really fantastic for anxiety attacks. But I kind of very quickly realized that I needed to um, shift myself into this gear of balance where I could be discerning where I could look at kind of the incoming challenge and say like, okay, I have choices. Like what, what are all my options? And once you can kind of delineate your options, you know, sometimes you think things are completely black and white and um, you can go to a place of, of anger or a lot of emotions because the, the choice that you want isn't an option. But once you stay calm, all of a sudden you can realize you have a lot of choices and, and, you ha and that makes you feel safe and is very empowering and kind of gets you out of that victim mm -hmm. mindset. So I guess my why, which is part of what you asked, is I feel like I like that quote of you know the people that walk out of the flames carrying water for those who are still burning. It wasn't like I woke up one day and knew all the answers. This has been a two-year journey. And some days I was really proud of the way I navigated it. Some days I wish I could you know travel back in time and do over. But the biggest takeaway, the consistent theme for the days that I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the way I showed up today was being able to balance my nervous system because once that was balanced, my reaction was much more in line with my core values and, and my integrity. Mm. Well said. I'm sorry to hear for the trauma that you've wrestled through, but also uh, the light in me recognizes the light in you, as they say in, in yoga, namaste. Because oh, that that sort of spirit is the kind of way that, you know, other people who have been wrestling with something along those lines can actually, you know, see the way forward. So thank you for that. Now, brain disorders don't really always fall into the level of trauma necessarily. Like Correct. if somebody has the, the proclivity toward anxiety or the proclivity toward, toward depression, you know, it could be seasonal, you know, like you could be in a place where you don't get enough sun for, you know, three months, you know, Colorado winters seem to last for nine months sometimes. <laughs> and in that state, you can be very down. It might not be a, like a traumatic issue. So in your book, uh, specifically the, the one that's, that's coming out here very soon is essential oils to boost the brain and heal the body. There's some of the things that you're talking about in there regarding very specific 
symptomatic things. So if you wouldn't mind for me, can we talk through about three or four of those primary symptoms yeah. and some of the ways that, that people can go about handling those better? Yeah. And I'll start with anxiety because, you know, um, I think it's like 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety, mm. 20 million from depression. And those two are correlated and it kind of gets to the amygdala, which we talked about earlier. So the amygdala is part of your limbic system and it's the first responder to anxiety. And what can happen is it can kind of start to overreact. It's called amygdala hijack. And what's supposed to happen is it's almost like, you know, a parental relationship, like you both can't be crazy at the same time, right? So one of you is flipping their shit, as my daughter would say, and the other one has to be kind of the cool cucumber and balance each other out. So that relationship is between the amygdala, which is constantly, its job is to overreact to keep you safe, and then the behind your forehead part of your brain, your frontal lobe, frontal cortex, which is always kind of the, the check and the logical, you know, responsive one. And those two parts of the brain are supposed to communicate, but sometimes what happens is the amygdala starts going on its own loop. So that's kind of the amygdala hijack. And an underactive frontal lobe is highly correlated with depression. So the way you unravel that, and what's fantastic about oils, especially the fact that your olfactory nerve, pineal nerve number one, your nose, goes directly to your forehead. That's the easiest way to get there. So you can either smell something or topically apply it on your forehead. And what you're doing is you're activating that rational frontal lobe. You're calming depression and you're kind of calming the amygdala loop. So taking this a little bit more complicated and further. Wait, can, can I pause you real quick? Absolutely. That's actually where people say, take a deep breath, because it's the same idea, actually. Taking a deep breath oxygenates the prefrontal cortex in, in addition to a few other things. But it's it's the idea that, hey, before you do anything, like take a deep breath. And let's think through this before the amygdala keeps rolling. Okay, uh, keep keep going on diving deeper down this rabbit hole. I like where you're going. Yeah, no, and it, it, that's true. I'm sure there are a lot of things that correlate, but when you're having a panic attack, and I have had more than my fair share, what is happening is that your brain has two hemispheres and they do different things. And the right frontal hemisphere is overreacting and causing you to feel panicked. And so it's a little bit like weightlifting, right? If your biceps are super strong, you also need to work your alternate muscles, your triceps, so you stay in balance. So anything you can do to stimulate that left frontal part of your lobe will put the two hemispheres in balance and you'll feel less anxious immediately. So the easiest thing that you can do is to smell something through your left nostril. You can hold an oil under your nose. In fact, um, you know, when my son used to do basketball and I'd drive carpool, I'd just keep a bag of tangerines in the car because, you know, sweaty, smelly teenagers, I'd give them all a tangerine. The oils live in the peel of citrus fruits. They'd all unwrap the tangerines because they're hungry and the car would smell like tangerine. You can just peel an orange or a tangerine and smell it. Way better than sweaty socks, that's for sure. I know, I know, I know. And the car smells like sweat. Anyway, but um, to hack your kind of panic attack or anxiety attack, just smelling something through the left nostril. And it can be as quickly as like a breath. It can be up to seven breaths, but you'll usually find that you calm down very, very quickly. Mm. I appreciate the explanation of the, the hemispheric difference because as I, I've been aware that you can activate one side or the other through the nostrils, but when somebody says, oh, breathe through just this nostril, I'm like, that's kind of weird, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what pranayama breathing is doing is actually activating different hemispheres at di alternate nostril breathing in yoga where you hold one side and the 
other. Yeah. Well, well said. So, so thank you for that. So anxiety and depression, what specific oils are you saying um, to inhale through the, the left side to calm the anxiety there? Honestly, it's not. Um, so smell, you know, kind of like how you crave certain things, like uh, your wife might crave chocolate around her period because mm. she needs magnesium. Maybe when she was pregnant, she was craving meat because she needed iron. It doesn't matter what oil it is. It's whatever appeals to you. And um, this idea of, oh, you know, this works like frankincense is an interesting one because sometimes it smells delicious and sometimes it smells repugnant. Mm. It's really whatever you feel the most attracted to. You know, a lot of people like orange. Orange is very appealing to most people and to children. Peppermint can be strong. Lavender can be really appealing. Just, you know, start with whatever smells good. Just go in the supermarket and smell and say, I like that one. Um, lemongrass. So what's what's your favorite? Let's say you're you're in a high anxiety state right now and you're going to reach for one on, on the counter in front of you. What would you go for? Well, orange I love, but, you know, honestly, with what's going on in the world, there's this oil called Blue Tansy from Morocco that's really great at kind of modulating any respiratory issue. Mm. It really, um, you know, herbs... Plants can be adaptogenic, which means that they meet you where you're at. So for example, if you're really stressed and you're releasing too much of the stress hormone cortisol, it will calm you down. If uh, cortisol is deficient because you've, you know, you've basically been deficit spending and don't have any in the bank, it kind of boosts it up. It just, it, it's not, you know, like a lot of the uh, pharmaceutical cocktails that we take are designed to either stimulate or sedate. They don't have the plant intelligence and the discernment to just do whatever your body needs. So um, blue tansy is really amazing for respiratory issues, as is cypress. Mm. Cypress is great at really helping, you know, like say you're living in one of these areas like Seattle that has a lot of um, just smoke at the moment, or, or you're struggling with any kind of respiratory issue, I would definitely go for blue tansy or cypress, but otherwise just whatever smells good to you. Awesome. I appreciate that. So we've talked about a lot of things so far. One thing I wanted to make sure that we got to was sleep. Yes. As a practitioner with nutrition, exercise, lifestyle change to help people transform themselves, the thing that I have beat my head against a wall for 14 years is helping people to sleep better. And, you know, it, it's different for everybody. There's the basics, you know, get, make sure the room's dark, make sure you, the room is cold enough that you can drop the body heat that you need to, to get sleepy. Uh, make sure that your nighttime routines are the same, get away from the light sources. There's a bunch of different things that I've talked about on the show, even some supplemental things that people can get connected to. Now I have not covered uh, essential oils. To me, that's that's like a, a realm of, you know, in our house, we use a few to set the mood of sleeping and, and to keep our sleep chamber sleepy. But that's not something that, you know, if you, if you Google great studies on sleep and aromatherapy or double blind placebo controlled trials or something like that, you can't find much. It's hard. Yeah. Like outside of lavender, it's, it's hard to find, you know. So what in, in your experience has been helpful for addressing these sleep issues? And, you know, maybe it's just sleep altogether, or maybe there's some specific things like if you're waking up regularly or if you're not getting the rest you need, or if you can't shut off your brain, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And there, there are different issues that kind of trigger problems falling asleep and problems staying asleep. Lavender, there has been a lot of research that lavender can be sedentary, but it's a little bit like Benadryl, you know, 
like when our kids were little, they used to say, give them Benadryl on the long flights because it will knock them out. But one pediatrician was always like, test it first because some kids it makes hyper, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and lavender can also be um, stimulatory. One of the things, if lavender does work for you, it's great to combine it with an Epsom salt bath, you know, because Epsom salt is magnesium, which is really calming. So um, the recipe I like is two cups of Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda, and I'm efficient. So I just put it straight in the bathtub before adding water. And then I add a couple drops of lavender and mix it into the salt because oil and water don't mix. So you don't want the lavender floating on top. And then just add super hot water and stay in there as long as I can. I aim for 20 minutes. That's a great kind of calming strategy for kids that involves oils. Now, in terms of oils, so there are two issues at play, three issues actually. So if your issue is falling asleep, that actually has to do with the balance of um, your stress hormone cortisol and your sleep hormone melatonin. They work uh, with each other, but kind of have an antagonistic relationship. Think of like a teeter-totter. So if one is high, the other is low, which keeps you alive. To your point, you know, if the lion is chasing you, you can't really take a nap. You're probably going to die. So What we didn't talk about is this idea of thought-driven and anticipatory stress and how your body can't really differentiate your concern about your boss or your screaming child or your marriage or whatever's going on and, you know, the lion chasing you. So if you're worried and you're thinking about things, that triggers the same chemical reaction, so the release of cortisol, that an actual physical danger would. And the counter to that is melatonin, which is your sleep hormone that's released by your pineal gland in response to darkness. Your pineal gland is actually kind of right in between your eyes, so it can take in light and discern when, you know, it's nighttime and you go to sleep. So we've created a blend that I call circadian rhythm that you apply apply like top of the head, basically around the pineal gland, over the ears, back of the head, mostly because people don't like to put oil right between their um, eyes where their eyebrows would meet. And it triggers the pineal gland to naturally release melatonin. A liquid form of melatonin can also do the same thing, but it helps to elevate your melatonin levels so that you naturally fall asleep. So that's if you're having trouble falling asleep. If you're waking up in the middle of the night, it can be a couple different issues. If you're waking up around 1 a.m. and you're wide awake, that's often what's called mectrominal hypoglycemia. It's a blood sugar issue. And what could be happening is that your blood sugar dips too low. And so your adrenal glands release kind of immediate sugar to keep you alive. And then if you think about how your body processes it, it's your pancreas that helps release the hormone insulin that then carries the sugar into your bloodstream. So when you're super awake, you could go clean the kitchen, get work done, do laundry. What you can do to kind of help yourself fall back asleep is support your pancreas. And the best oil for supporting your pancreas is rose geranium. And it it smells a little feminine, but you can just put a drop on a, a cotton ball and stick that in your pillowcase. And then if you wake up, just smell it and it will help you fall back asleep more quickly. The other nighttime wake up that's common has to do with um, detoxification. So that's usually around 3 a.m. You might have to get up to use the bathroom. It might not be that hard to fall back asleep. But anything that you can do to proactively support your liver and your gallbladder, and that can be oils like white grapefruit or helichrysum, castor oil can be very good for supporting the liver and the gallbladder. Um, It's messy. So you can put it on with kind of a a t-shirt that you really don't care if it gets stained and then just add a drop of oil. Uh, The other thing that helps is um, this thing called binders that is not an essential oil, but it's just a charcoal or um, any kind of uh, material that grabs onto toxins 
so that they're pulled out of your body and don't recycle and cause more work for the liver and gallbladder. Thank you for running through those because that uh, that's really powerful. When, when my wife first started diffusing oil in the, the bedroom and stuff, I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. And it was funny at, at one point, I, our first or second son was born, excuse me. And so she had to, you know, do the breastfeeding thing. And every once in a while she'd leave the the room and I'd always wake up with her pillow. Yeah. Just the smell, you know, whatever it was, she was rubbing on her neck. I was like, oh, this helps me sleep yeah. like a baby. <laughs> like, she's like, give me my pillow back. Um, so I appreciate you running through those because if we could help people sleep better by just having this conversation, that would make an enormous difference in immune function and recovery and stress response and muscle growth and fat loss and all of the things that people care about oh, yeah. in health and fitness. It would, it would fix a lot of, a lot of things. So thank no, you. I, I agree with you. I think that if you're not sleeping, it's really hard to heal because it, um, you know, there's a, a rhythm of everything in your body and it kind of aligns with your ability to sleep. Mm, yes. Well said. So We've had a great conversation here. I'm looking at the time. I, I could talk to you for hours about this sort of thing, but uh, I guess that's why you wrote a book about it. So <laughs> I, I wanted to give you an opportunity uh, to, one, I'm not the perfect interviewer. So if there's a question I should have asked you, I'd love for you to tell me what that was and answer it. And then I also like to make sure my interviewees have the last word. So I'll put the link in the show notes below how people can get connected with your book. And uh, again, that's the essential oil to boost the brain and heal the body. It's a powerful book. I'm really looking forward to the release given this conversation. That said, uh, what should I have asked you, Jody, that I didn't? And uh, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Well, since it's for dads, I want to make sure um, I don't like to use oils on children under the age of 18 months. I think they're really powerful. So I just, you know, be very careful. And my favorite way to uh, apply oils is the bottom of the feet because two reasons. The skin is super thick. And so uh, you don't always need a carrier oil. You can never make a mistake doing it that way. And there are a lot of nerve endings down there that just help stimulate things and get things into the body. So if you're thinking about, you know, maybe this makes sense to you, maybe this is something you want to try with your kids, just giving them a little foot rub, you know, before bed with oils. And there are, um, we're kind of in cold and flu season. There's a blend. Some people call it thieves. I call it immune support. It's just kind of hot oils that you can put on your kids, um, the bottom of their feet that just really help boost their immune system because sick kids are, um, are hard. You know, no one likes to be sick, but when your kid's sick, it, you know, it really puts a cramp in your plan. No joke. I would rather be sick than to handle my boys sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that says a lot. I'm a big baby when I'm sick. Everyone is. We all are. You know, so you actually said something fascinating to me. I'm going to be, I'm going to be like just shamelessly uh, selfish here. My little guy, we have a five-year-old and a uh, a one-year-old. He'll be, he'll be two pretty soon, but my five-year-old goes down like, like a shot. Like you lay him down in bed, pff, he's out, dog done. And he wakes up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, super happy camper at you know 6 a.m. You have to get up early with him, but he's, he's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. My second though that little booger, you lay him down. He's like got like this weird, like giant surge of energy at bedtime. Like, wow, let's just do everything and jump off of my crib yeah. and, you know, yell at the top of my lungs and, and stuff. And then, you know, he wakes up. It's like a train ran over him. He's just <laughs> angry for the first five minutes yeah. of 
sense of you know waking it's like man you you're you're crazy like you're like a frat boy at one year old you know so so uh you mentioned doing a foot rub beforehand and that's something i would love to implement so do you have any suggestions about uh putting down down that little booger yeah i would (laughs) honestly because the more you you know it's funny we really do know what we need like there's people who believe in intuitive eating. And I think there's something to that. I would let him pick. I would say, you know, like, let's make this fun and, you know, maybe give him lavender, orange, lemon. Citruses are really calming and just let him pick his Mm. preferred one. And then you can, you know, make it, you can read him a book while you rub his feet, you can sing a song. That'll be a fun You know, you can um, play, I don't know if you guys ever play Rosebud Thorn, like what was your high? What was your low? What are you looking forward to tomorrow? Just kind of personalize Mm. it and make it a ritual and see if that helps. Thanks. I appreciate that. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so Jody, I want you to have the last word. Uh, I sincerely appreciate all the information in this uh, particular episode. It's going to be really powerful and help a lot of people. But I, I would like you to have the last word. If my listeners don't hear anything else from you today, what would you like them to hear? I think that activating your nervous system, kind of shifting into the right gear. You know, if you're trying to bike up a hill in hard, high gear, it's going to be harder. So the more you can turn on your parasympathetic nervous system, the easier everything else is going to be, you know, because it's your nerves that send signals to your muscles. So you'll be stronger. Um, we didn't even talk about how it's the anti-inflammatory reflex, so it heals better. So just, you know, think about, um, I'm actually, the book has a lot of information about activating the vagus nerve, but even if you just want to doctor Google I think it can make a really big difference in your life when you start to take, you know, control of the reins and just navigate the state of your nervous system. It's very empowering. Well, thank you so much, Jody. Again, I'm going to say namaste. Namaste. It's been a powerful conversation with you. And uh, to the listeners, you guys know what's coming. This has been Alex Van Houten with the Funny Dad Bod. Until next time, guys, kick butt, take names. The free, practical advice and conversations here remain unbought and unbiased thanks to the support of Better Daily. If this episode has been helpful to you, share it with someone in your life who you know it will benefit. Then subscribe to the podcast and leave us a raving review to tell others what value Defining Dad Bond has brought to your health and fitness journey. Finally, if you're struggling for betterment, don't do it alone. We all have a cross to carry, and it's lighter when we do it together. Go to definingdadbod.com slash better daily to get supported, challenged, and inspired to take yourself to the next level. Who knows who we could be if we could become 1% better every single day. Go to definingdadbod.com slash better daily today. That's definingdadbod.com slash better daily.